give out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Now entering the game for Philly Press Box Radio, Bill Furman and Jim Chesco. It's Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA, and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. And hey, Chet, we're going to mix Philly sports and music tonight. Toss in a little beer talk, and uh, we're covering all your favorites. Well, you know, Bill, that can be arranged. As a matter of fact, I'm ready to go with the beer. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Got to be so, prepared for everything. We got a jam packed show. So, yeah, I'm ready. We do. We do. Uh, you know, uh, the Phillies struggled again over the weekend, losing three or four to the Mets. They bounced back with two wins against the Reds. Uh, they haven't made it look easy, but, hey, two for two so far. Eagles preparing for their final preseason game. They're down here in Miami practicing. Uh, some guys are going to make this final cut. Uh, very difficult. We'll talk some about that. And then we're going to talk Hooters. <laughs> that, that's the band Ooh. I'm talking about. Ah. With David Asikinen. How Very do with that? Very and good. We'll be unveiling our 2022 Philly Press Box Hall of Fame ballot for the ninth season. Yeah, you know, we had uh, drummer extraordinaire David Osikinen on the show about three and a half years ago. And with the Hooters doing a bunch of shows in the weeks and months ahead, I thought it'd be a good time to have him back. So uh, we talked uh, a few weeks ago about this, and he said they had a six-week European tour that they were doing in July and early August. They've wrapped that up. So David will be back and raring to go. He's a great guy. Oh, Bill, you're frozen. You're frozen. <laughs> you are frozen in time, Bill. Unfreeze yourself. Looks like you're drinking a baby bottle. Is that a baby bottle? I don't know. Bill is frozen right now, folks. I don't know why. Un unfreeze yourself, Mr. Furman, because we got a show to do here. Um, I know you were going to ask me about my, my crazy weekend. So what I can tell you is that uh, I saw Blondie on Saturday night. That was at Parks in Ben Salem. But before that, earlier in the day, I drove all the way to Hershey, PA, to see our buddy Ray Didinger and his play Tommy and Me. That's my fourth time seeing it, and I'm going to have plenty to say about that later on in the show. Uh, I'll have a little Ray, Ray Diddy story to tell you all about that. So I'm going to see if we can get Bill back here and unfrozen. Bill, are you unfrozen now? Went away. I went completely away. I wasn't just frozen. I was gone and disconnected for some unknown reason. And the funny thing is you were frozen on my screen holding what looked like a baby bottle up to your mouth. Oh, well, you were frozen on my screen, and I don't know what you were doing. But anyway, we're back. Hopefully, uh, we're squared up. I don't know don't know what exactly happened there, but we're ready to go. I will tell you that I told the people about my weekend where I saw Blondie Saturday night, but earlier in the day, I saw Ray Dinger's play Tommy and Me for a fourth time. But I'm going to talk more about that later on in the show, the Ray Dinger. Okay, part. so you've already taken care of that. So let's talk Phillies. Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. No. Because hold on, Bill. Last week, you, you teased everybody 
by saying that you finally got back to the movie theater and you saw Top Gun Maverick. So the people have been in suspense for the past week. What was your review? Yeah, well, we did run out of time last week. You're right. And uh, but I tell you, the Top Gun Maverick uh, was was pretty much all it was cranked up to be. I thought it was really good. I think the the storyline was pretty obvious of how it was going to end up. I think, you know, with the guy, whatever, the the third guy, the one who got knocked out by rooster coming in, saving the day and all that. I mean, that was, it kind of felt like he was going to show up somewhere along the line, but it was a good, it was good. It was real good movie. And, uh, it's been a long time since I've been to the movies yet, but 16 bucks to get in is a, <laughs> I say, Hey, dang, how about that? Yeah, and if you want popcorn, that's another six or seven bucks. So. Yeah. Well, a little more than that. <laughs> yeah. A little more than that. I never get. Popcorn. And then I watched hustle, uh, too, yeah. which, uh, that was kind of cool. It was kind of a cool movie. Uh, I think the coolest part about it is all the cameos by, yeah real people doing the real thing was made it kind of neat. Uh, yeah. Real Sixers, former Sixers like Dr. J, et cetera. And a lot of scenes in and around Philadelphia and Manny Young. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I give thumbs up to both. I, I like the both. And uh, I watched one on, I think we go on Saturday or Sunday and the other one on a Wednesday afternoon, right before our show. So uh, just within a couple of days, watched a couple of movies. Movie talk with Bill and Chet. We'll do this once every three years or so. That's about the next time you'll catch me in the theater. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. By then, it'll be 30 bucks to get in. Yeah, you got that right. All right, Phillies. You were All right, let's talk Phillies. Uh, They're in this wild card hunt. Uh, The field is settling in a little bit, Chet. The Braves are pulling away from the the pack. They're actually making a run at the Mets uh, right now, surprisingly. But uh, it'll be the Phillies and the Padres and the Brewers for those final two spots. Um, assuming the Brewers don't fade away. Phil's got to keep winning. Yeah, they do have to keep winning, but the the danger is if they get that second wild card spot, they would end up playing the Mets in the opening round if the Braves were to pass the Mets. So I don't know if that's going to be so good, but I mean, you can't plan on losing and get down to the, you know, final wild card spot. You want to keep winning, stay hot. And I think they're going to do that, especially with Bryce Harper coming back. How about his return to the yeah. Lehigh Valley last night? That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, well, they made a big deal out of the first one. He comes up and hits another one. How, how about that? Yeah, a couple yeah. of walks in between. I think he's good. I think he's healthy. I think he's got a future. Yeah, yeah, he's got a chance to make the big leagues. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, the one thing, Chet, that's uh, a little troubling now is, is that bullpen. I think you and I were talking about this during the week. Went from uh, what we were talking about being a real strength uh, to kind of be in a little bit of a weakness with losing uh, Canable for the season. Sir Anthony is injured. Uh, they had to use uh, Connor Brogdon. And um, who was the other one? The guy they just got from the Cubs. Um, yeah, Robertson. Back, Robertson, back-to-back days. Yep. Uh, and then more than one inning in back-to-back days in, in the first game. That didn't work out well. They went with Brad Hand last night. That didn't work out well. They threw a guy uh, in there named Plasmeyer, whoever he is. Yeah, and who pitched good, got sent he back to the minors, out. by the way. Huge out. Uh, yep. Today, he got sent back to the minors. Um, you know, you're going to have to – you can't keep blowing games and expect to come back and win. And as solid as that whole bunch has been, um, they got to they gotta shore that up going down the stretch. I got to be honest. I was a little depressed over the weekend after what happened with the Mets series because, you know, you're not facing Scherzer or DeGrom. 
and you got Wheeler and Nola going for you. And how about the fact that they are now 0-9 in games started by Nola or Wheeler against the Mets this season? That is just hard to fathom. 19 games, and they were starters in nine of them, didn't win a single one. Yeah, and, you know, it just goes to show you what a funny game baseball is. You know, you, you throw Nola, you throw Wheeler, uh, you come back and you throw Gibson, who's their number three, and they all just get lit up. And then you have Bailey Falter come out and just throw a gem. You know, yeah, it, it's um, a crazy game. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a crazy game. Who would have thought that the Falter would pitch extremely well that night? And, uh, you know, it's all a lot of intensity, a lot of momentum, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, like I always say, you're not going to win them all, but, uh, you don't want to lose that game that they lost on Sunday, though, where they had a lead, they had the game in hand, and they couldn't put it away. And then it looked like it was going to happen again in the game with uh, the Reds Tuesday night. But, you know, fortunately, they came through. And again, it was the young guys getting it done, Bill. I mean, you got Stott, you got Nick Maton, Veerling with a big home run late. So it's great to see these young guys pitching in and helping the team get back on the winning track. I tell you, I don't want to get the cart ahead of the horse, Chet, but the way that Brayson Stott can swing the bat. Reminds me of that 26 guy that used to play second base. Man, the guy has an explosive young bat. And that ball he hit into the second deck. That's Ryan Howard territory. Regular guys haven't been hitting the ball up there. Like, he hit that thing, I think, a mile. And he's hit some huge home runs, too. I mean, late innings, when it counted. He, He feels no pressure, clearly. Some people will look at his batting average. You know, he's hitting 230, something, whatever. But keep in mind, he was down in a 150 a couple of months ago. So yes. he has really come on. All these guys over the last two months, Bill, 30 and 20 since Bryce went down are the Phillies. And Castellanos has been hitting. Uh, Alec Bohm has been on fire. JT's been doing a great job. So I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, they need to get Schwarber straightened out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, what he's uh, last two games, he's 0 for 8 with 7 Ks. That's not your leadoff guy. And, you know, I guess they're seeming to be content to leave him there in that spot. Uh, Bryson Stott would be that guy for me until he proved he couldn't do it. And let Schwarber get, if he's going to strike out, strike out down in the lineup where they can hit home runs with guys on base. Hey, I don't know if you saw it, Bill, but the uh, Phillies 2023 schedule came out today. And I think we we both knew this, that it's going to be a much more balanced schedule in the years ahead, including more games against the American League. So instead of 20 interleague games, there's going to be 46 next year. And the good news is fewer games against the division rivals like the Mets and the Braves. Instead of 19 games, I think they only play them 13 times. So that could be something that will work in the Phillies' favor, although you do have to play you know, more games against the Yankees and some of the good American League teams like the Houston Astros. You know, I, I, I'm not in favor of that. Um, I, I want the rivalries. I, I still miss that. They don't play the pirates every year on Labor Day weekend. I mean, yeah. it was a, it was a ritual doubleheader on Labor Day weekend playing the pirates back in the day. Um, you know, you take those right now, the Mets have the upper hand for years. The Phillies had the upper hand and playing the Mets in them big games was fun. And as they were traveling down I-95 this past weekend, Philly fans were going up I-95 to be part of something up there. And, and I, I really miss that. I think the, although I like to get to see the other players some, that's that's fine. But I think the rivalries in all sports are important, and I think we're losing that. Yeah, I have mixed emotions about it. So, uh, you know, it, it's something different. We'll get used to it. 
Well, I mean, it would be like taking uh, take the NFC East and take uh, Dallas out and put the Ravens in. Yeah, which would make sense geographically, but right. you know. Yeah, well, who wants that, right? Right, right. Yeah. You want the I did. I did notice on that because uh, I took a very quick look at it that Fourth uh, of July on that schedule, the Phils are in Tampa to play the Rays for a three-game set over next Fourth of July. How about that? I think I'm going to know. I know where you're going to be next Fourth of July. Then, well, unless I'm up there looking for a Phillies game. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> go. And for the here. third straight year, the Phillies are in Pittsburgh the final weekend of July. So I was out there last year, didn't make it this year, but maybe I'll get back there next year. Who knows? Yep. And uh, my Lakeland Tigers, my Detroit Tigers, uh, are also in Philly there the first week of June. So that that's kind of neat, too. And for people who want to know the um, important opening day, the home opener, is going to be April 6th. It's a Thursday. The Cincinnati Reds providing the opposition Thursday, April 6th. Yep. There you go. And they play the Yankees before that, right? Open in Texas, play the Yankees, and before they get home, right? That is correct. They open on the road for the first two series. Yep. All right. I got one more more Phillies question for you. Derek Hall got sent down. Somebody else is going to go. Bryce Harper is going to come back. How's this lineup going to shuffle up? Uh, well, keep in mind on September second, you or September first or second, you can go up to I think twenty eight. It is. It's no, no more. Two players. Yeah, two additional. But it used to be like forty. Now you only get up to twenty eight. So, right. Uh, yeah, Hall can come back, and you know whoever else. So it's not a problem. And this yeah. way, he gets to play consistently for the next week uh, until you know things get back to uh, that situation, and we see where Bryce fits in. Uh, he's just going to DH. He's not going to play the outfield. So uh, we'll see Derek Hall again. Yeah. One other thing with the rules for that, Chet, uh, they can treat the whole month of September just like it's the regular season. They can bring guys up and back and up and back because AAA season doesn't end till like September 26th or 28th. Uh, it's way out there also. So uh, you can continue to make moves just like it's the regular season. You could just carry two more guys on your roster. And okay. they cannot be two pitchers. Okay. They could be one and one or two p- position players, but not two pitchers. Gotcha. Who needs pitching in September? <laughs> <laughs> Who made that rule? All right, Chet. We're going back to school already. Good chance your couch will be getting more mileage than your car. It's time to start saving with all states pay as you go auto insurance. Yeah, Bill, Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with your pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, Pennsylvania, that would be Dave Lavoie. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700 and start to save more now that you are driving less. Well, hey, Chet, the dog days of summer are here. It's almost the end of August. Uh, what's better than a cold, refreshing beverage like those, well, that you have in your hand, and the <laughs> ones at the Irish Rover Station House? What's going on over there at our Irish Rover? Well, summer is winding down, Bill, but the good times are continuing at the Irish Rover in Langhorn. Their Thursday killer burger battles, well, they are still going on. This time around, we have Amy's Buzzed Burger. You had me at Buzzed. And Kelly's Mama Mia Burger. Yum. Plus, there are dinner specials every Thursday through Sunday. This week's specials are, among appetizers, seafood salad stuffed tomatoes, 
And for the entrees, bangers and mash. Or if you prefer, and I prefer this one, a New York strip steak cooked to your liking. To your liking. Now, for the beer drinkers, well, this is something cool. They're doing it again, third time this month. It is another Budweiser Keep the Pint Night. Yeah, you buy a pint of Bud and you keep the glass. And I got to show you, these are real nice glasses. This is the one I got a few weeks ago when I was there. It's got the Phillies logo on the one side and, of course, the Budweiser logo on the other side. I can find the camera. There it is. Yeah, there it is. That is so cool. The website, irishroverstationhouse.com, the restaurant and bar located on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorne, the Irish Rover. And, Bill, who do we need tonight? I think we need, uh, oh, Merrill Reese. Yeah, why not? Merrill Reese again. Hi, football fans. This is Merrill Reese, and you're listening to Bill and Chet on Philly Press Box Radio. It's good. Chet, I'm not going to lie to you. Bangers and mash sounds pretty good to me, whether it's uh, three and four in your lineup or whether it's uh, a couple linebackers. <laughs> I- I'm all good for bangers and mash. Yeah, I don't know what that stuff is food-wise, but I do like the name bangers and mash. Well, it says sausage with onions and mash but i'm I'm all about that (laughs) well hey it's time for uh philly press box radio ballot uh our our ninth class jet we've already had 45 athletes in our little hall of fame uh we're going to make a couple changes this year instead of the fans voting for three inductees and you and i picking one each uh this year the fans will pick two and you'll pick one and i'll pick one and the reason for that um it's just getting harder and harder to keep putting guys in, although there, there are plenty good ones. Uh, we want great ones. How's that? Yeah, we don't want it to be watered down. And the truth of the matter, Bill, is when we started doing this, you know, eight years ago, this is year nine. I didn't think we'd be doing this, you know, for eight, right. nine, ten years. I thought <laughs> right. we'd just get all the big names in there. And, you know, a couple of years later, we'd be done the show and you and I would be in the retirement home somewhere. That's right. <laughs> so we added four players to the ballot. We removed three players from the ballot that just didn't get any support over a handful of years. So, uh, Chet, show that list up there. We're adding uh, Jerome Brown, Clyde Simmons, and David Akers of the Eagles, and Eric Desjardins of the Flyers will be our four add-ons. We're removing Bernard Hopkins, Doug Collins, and as much as I hate to say, Chet the Jet Walker from our ballot. Chet is a Hall of Famer in the NBA, and he can't get a sniff here in our Philly Press Box ballot. So he is gone. Uh, how do you feel about these changes? Well, in all honesty, I, I think we're doing a good job here. Uh, for folks watching us on the video, I do have the list up there, uh, the 45 inductees that we've had over the first eight years, those that the fans and us put in between 2014 and 21. And it's a pretty impressive list. I'm not going to run down all the names, of course, but, I mean, we got the obvious ones early on, like Wilt, Schmitty, Clark, and Perrant, Barkley, Iverson, Reggie White. But a few less obvious ones, too, are in there, like Eagles old-timers Pete Pihos and Maxie Bond, plus Rod Brindamore and roller derby legend Judy Arnold. She actually got a huge amount of support because there's a lot of fans of hers out there and and followers of hers on Facebook. She is, by the way, the lone female in our Hall of Fame. So now our job and yours, our viewers and listeners, is to add to this list. And we do have several well-known Philly legends, former athletes to consider as we unveil this year's nominees. 
Yep. So what we're going to do, we're going to give a quick rundown, a little thumbnail on each of our guys. We'll, we've got it split up. Uh, Chet, you're going to start it off with David Akers. I'm going to take Bob Brown after that. And we'll go down the list and we'll kind of hustle through it for people who may not know exactly who these guys are or what they've accomplished. We'll give you just a little quick heads up. Yeah. Should we get it going? Go. All right. David Let's Akers. With, yeah. One of the three new additions. Or is it four? Four new additions four. to the ballot. Yes, four. Uh, unless you're one of those anti-kicker folks, and I know there's a lot of you out there, David Akers, if you ask me, is kind of a no-brainer. He's had a great career, made five Pro Bowls during his time with the Eagles, another one after that. He was a first-time All-Pro, first-team All-Pro twice. He's in the Eagles Hall of Fame. He's a member of the Bird 75th anniversary team. He converted more than 80% of his field goal attempts for his career and he is far and away the Eagles' all-time leading scorer. In fact, his 1,323 regular season points are some 440 more than runner-up Bobby Walson. He's an old-timer. David Akers, a very strong candidate for our hall. And uh, I'm going to have to vote for him, I think. Bill, you have the next guy. And you're going to start by telling everybody about the Boomer. And I don't mean Chris Berman. Nope. Bob Boomer Brown, terrific offensive tackle for 10 years in the NFL from 1964 to 1973. Several All-Pro selections. He played his first five years in the league as an Eagle after being drafted number two overall in the 1964 draft out of Nebraska. Also played for the Rams and the Raiders along the way. Uh, Boomer was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2004 and was also added to Eagles Hall of Fame that same year. A great player, unknown because he's an offensive lineman, uh, Chet, but Bob Brown. Yeah, he was a good one for sure. Uh, a newcomer to this year's list, another one, a prominent member of the Eagles' late 80s and early 90s gangrene defense. I'm talking about that Clyde Simmons. He was one of my favorites. You know, these days, the NFL draft has seven rounds. Well, back in the mid-1980s, there were 12 and in the ninth round that year, 1986, the Eagles took a shot on a defensive lineman out of that football powerhouse, Western Carolina. Yeah, really. Boy, did that work out. Uh, during his eight years with the Birds, Clyde Simmons made a couple of Pro Bowls. And in 1992, he led the NFL in sacks with 19. He had 76 sacks during his time with the Eagles. And he played another seven years elsewhere. We know about Reggie. We know about Jerome Brown. But I'll tell you, Clyde Simmons was a huge key guy on that team. When he retired, by the way, his 121 and a half sacks were 11th all time. And a few years ago, he and Seth Joyner together went into the Eagles Hall of Fame. And now Clyde Simmons is a new nominee for our Philly Press Box Radio Hall. There you go. And here I go back to another old timer because I like the old timers. Johnny Callison. Uh was a Philly fan favorite back in the 60s from 60 to 69. Johnny was a four-time All-Star, twice in one year, by the way, twice hitting over 30 home runs and driving in 100 runs and finished second in the MVP voting in 1964. He also led the National League in doubles once, triples twice. In his 10 seasons with the Phils, he hit 271 with 185 home runs. Team with Richie Allen in the three and four spots, they supplied the big bats for the Phils. Of course, Callison is most remembered for his walk-off three-run homer to win the 1964 All-Star Game. That could be, uh, what do we call that, banger and mash? Callison and Allen. Yeah. Allen and Callison. Yep. 
All right. Johnny Callison. He is a good one. Um, Bill, we got another one for you. Um, he was one of the most popular Phillies ever, this guy. We lost him five years ago this summer, 2017, to brain cancer. I'm talking, of course, about Dutch Dalton. Like the current Phil's catcher, JT, Dutch wore number 10. He played 13 and a half of his 14 big league seasons with the Phil's. He was absolutely the leader in the clubhouse in the early 90s, particularly on that lovable NL pennant-winning 93 squad. While his career stats were nothing special, a 245 average and 134 home runs, Dalton was a standout in handling pitchers and running the clubhouse. He finished his playing career in style in 1997, winning a World Series ring with those Marlins. But we will remember him as a very popular Philly, Darren Dalton. Darren Dalton. All right, next up, how about Ron Hextall, Chet? Flyers goaltender, played 11 of his 13 seasons in the NHL as a Flyers netminder over two stints. He was a first-team All-Star, won the Vezina Trophy and the Conn Smythe Trophy all as a rookie. Hexy holds the Flyers team record for goaltender games played, three more than Bernie Perron, wins, nine more than Perron, losses and goals against. Hextall became the first NHL goaltender to score a goal by shooting the puck into the opponent's empty net against the Boston Bruins in that 87-88 season. The following season, he became the first goaltender to score in the playoffs by shooting the puck into the Washington Capitals' empty net. Hexy still holds NHL records for most penalty minutes by a goaltender in a single season with 113. He later became the Flyers' general manager for four-plus seasons. Ron Hextall. All right. Well, for whatever reason, Bill, uh, the guy I'm going to tell you about just never got much support from our viewers and listeners. I don't understand it, even though when it comes down to it, this guy that I'm talking about, uh, Donovan McNabb, is absolutely the Eagles' greatest ever quarterback. Um, He was picked second overall, as you know, in the 1999 draft and played 11 seasons with the Birds. He had quite a career. You know about the five NFC champions and uh, championships and that one Super Bowl loss. Know also that he had a very respectable passer rating as an Eagle, 86.5, and a one-loss record of 92-49-1. And, And, oh, yeah, 216 touchdowns, just 100 interceptions. Put the quirky personality issues aside and remember that Donovan Nab is still the team's best-ever quarterback. And number five loves you. Number five will always love you, Bill. But we have never shown, uh, matter of fact, Jet, uh, if we'd have pushed it a little further, he would have come off of our ballot because he's ha- gotten so little support over what he's probably been on this thing for five or yeah. six of the of the eight years. And he was fourth now. or fifth lowest again last year. So, yeah, I don't know. Hard, hard maybe, to believe. This, maybe this year. Yep. All right, next up, the Secretary of Defense, Gary Lee Maddox, joined the Phillies in 1975, trade from the Giants for Willie Montanez. Maddox went on to play 11-plus seasons with the Phillies, winning seven gold gloves, a World Series championship, a Roberto Clemente Award, and earned induction into the Phillies' Wall of Fame. His career Phillies batting average 284 with 85 home runs and 586 RBIs. He played in six postseasons as a Philly 76, 77, 78, 80, 81, and 83. One of the greatest runs in Philly baseball history. Secretary of Defense, Gary Maddox. He was a good one for sure. Uh, well, yes, another guy who I think is very, very deserving into our of going into our little hall, Jimmy Rollins. He's the Phillies' all-time hits leader. 
And we all remember the fact, you know, that he did pass Mike Schmidt late in his career with the Phils. He was also the National League's MVP in 2004, a three-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove winner, and a career 267 hitter with the Phillies. Of course, he was a key member of that Phillies 2008 World Championship team. He's even in the top 10 on the Phillies' all-time home run list, believe it or not, 216 dingers as a Philly. He's only been out of the game a few years, but consider him for our Hall of Fame, Jimmy Rollins. Yep, and here's another newbie added to the list, Chet. Eric Desjardins, Rico as they called him, played 17 seasons in the, in the NHL, 11 with the Flyers where he was considered an outstanding two-way defenseman. Desjardins was a two-time All-Star with the Flyers in 98-99, 99 to go with his Stanley Cup championship in Montreal. Eric won seven Barry Ashby Awards given to the top Flyers defenseman while playing alongside Chris Terrian. He ranked second in Flyers history for points by a defenseman with 396, only trailing Hall of Famer Mark Howe. In 2015, Eric was inducted into the Flyers Hall of Fame. New member to the ballot, Eric Desjardins. I liked Rico. Oh, yeah. All right. Chase Utley just missed getting into our hall last year via the fan vote. Uh, I have a strong hunch Utley's going to be up near the top again this year. We shall see. Although he grew up in Southern California, Chase Utley was always a fan favorite in Philadelphia for the way he played the game. 110% every time he went out there on the field. A six-time All-Star, he helped the Phils to that World Series title in 08. And during his 13 seasons in Philly, he had a 282 batting average with 233 home runs, good for sixth on the team's all-time list even though, like Rollins, he wasn't really a power hitter. Utley was chosen as the second baseman on Sports Illustrated's all-decade team for the 2000s. He is the man and a nominee for our hall, Chase Utley. All right, that gets us to number 12 and our final um, person on the ballot, also a new one, Jerome Brown. Jerome Brown was all that and then some. Team with Reggie White, Mike Golick, Clyde Simmons, they made up Buddy Ryan's gangrene defensive line. The Eagles' first-round draft pick in 1987 from the University of Miami. Brown only played five seasons for the Eagles before his untimely death in a car accident. Brown made two Pro Bowls in 90 and 91. His career was just taking off when he passed away. Jerome was a tremendous player. His number 99 is retired by the Eagles, and he is a member of the Eagles Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. So we have he and Clyde Simmons from that gangrene defense. They're some of the key guys from uh, those 1991 teams. We already have Reggie and Eric Allen and Seth Joyner in our hall. So now we got uh, Clyde Simmons and Jerome Brown on the ballot. They could be joining them. All five of these guys could be in our Philly Press Box Radio Hall of Fame. That's right. So here's what you have to do, Chet. There's 12 to choose from. Uh, to vote, go to our website, phillypressboxradio.com. We'll also post this on our Philly Press Box Facebook page, Philly Press Box Radio Facebook page, so you can link over to it. Click on the article on the left-hand column for Hall of Fame voting. Uh, there are two of them there. There's a 22 and a 21. Be sure you pick the 22 because 21 won't let you vote. Okay? It is already posted. I did that before the show so that it was ready to go. Um, click on the article on the left column, the Hall of Fame voting. Cash your votes. When you open it up, um, 
you'll see a little write-up and there's a link at the bottom in red. Click on the link. That will give you the ballot. Click on the ballot, hit submit. You can vote one time per day from now until next Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday. We'll call it off before the show and we will get our results. As we said, pick five, up to five. The two highest picked by the fans will automatically go in. Chet, you'll pick one, and I'll pick one. Yeah, again, you can vote up to uh, for up to five, and you can vote once per day. The 12 nominees alphabetically, again, former Eagle David Akers, along with Bob Brown and Jerome Brown, former Phillies Johnny Callison and Darren Dalton, couple of Flyers greats, Eric Desjardins and Ron Hextall, the Secretary of Defense, Gary Maddox. Number five, we'll always love you, Donovan McNabb. Phillies hit king, Jimmy Rollins. Eagles sackmeister, Clyde Simmons. And world friggin' champion, Philly shortstop, Chase Utley. <laughs> so there's your list of 12 nominees. Get out the vote, everybody. And it ain't going to be easy. It, it, no. You're going to look at that list and you're going to say, well, how am I even going to get to five? And then how are we going to get to two? Because uh, all the guys we added could all be in. And the guys that we left on there could all be in. Let me say the lowest vote getters, I believe, in the past year were McNabb and Dalton. Yeah. from They're uh, pretty the, good. Yeah. So uh, we may have to remove them eventually if you know they continue to not get support. So that's right. Keep that all in right. mind. Well, we hope uh, we have a lot of fun with this. We hope the listeners have fun with it. Go on and enjoy it and, uh, you know, give us all the feedback you want. We're, we're open for that, too. So uh, let's do it. And if there's any problems with, uh, you know, doing the voting, let Bill know. Because yeah. he's, right, he's our IT man. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me know. Yes, and uh, it, it is all set up and it was working. So uh, let's do it. When I checked it before the show. So have at it. PhillyPressBoxRadio.com. Left-hand column, you'll see a logo. There's two identical logos. The one on the top says 2022. Check it out and go from there. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Chet, we said uh, we're going to talk some music with David Asikinen mm-hmm. of the Hooters. David is a huge Philly sports fan. Tell us about that. You got to sit down with him here just a, what yesterday. A few days ago, yeah. Uh, you remember that we had Dave on back in 2019. He and I have become kind of friendly since then. I've seen his various bands four or five times over the past three and a half years, even with COVID mixed in there. He said he would love to come back on the show with us, so we agreed earlier this summer that we would talk again right after the Hooters' European tour, and Dave is a man of his word. We did talk a few days ago about the Eagles and Phillies and, of course, about music. So here is our chat. I am so happy to welcome this guy back to Philly Press Box Radio. His previous visit was actually three and a half years ago, believe it or not. He's the drummer for the Hooters and Smash Palace and the founder of the great Philly music project, In the Pocket. He's also a Philly sports fan and a super guy. Let's welcome him back to the big show. It's David Osikinen. Dave, how are you, man? Jet, I couldn't, I couldn't be better. You know, I'm over my jet lag. We're in Europe for six weeks, so it's nice to be be home i'm at the jersey shore uh we have a little place here down here and i'm right on the boardwalk here overlooking the beach so i'm 
couldn't be in a better place, to be honest well, with you. As you mentioned, you just wrapped up that six-week tour over in Europe. You're a mm. big hit over there. Mm. You, and you personally did a great job of keeping everybody informed of everything. You, you're really good <laughs> with the social media stuff. Yeah. So from seeing all your posts on yeah. Facebook, I, I felt like I was there enjoying all the shows. It looked like the tour was a huge success. It, you know, it was the uh, – we. I've been – you know, been, I've been in the Hooters for 42 years. It was – my most favorite tour I've ever done with those guys. And I know those are great tours, but we really had a great time. The audiences were great. Maybe that I'll attribute that to, you know, the pandemic, COVID, people just dying to get out and see live music. But we played in Germany, Switzerland, uh, Sweden. I'm heading back to Norway next week to play a big festival up near Russia. And, uh, uh, you know, they're just dying for music. And uh, it, it, we felt the vibe every night, every show picked up more momentum. I was soloing every night. I had a blast. I had a great time. Well, it's funny. When we first talked on this show in 2019, you were telling me the Hooters, having been formed in 1980, we're going to do a big 40th anniversary celebration <laughs> the following year. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, COVID, COVID happened, so it didn't quite happen the way you had a plan. So now you got the 40-plus tour, 40-take-two. Mm. Yeah. Barely never, right? Indeed, you know. It was just great to get out. And, you know, I mean, listen, we're, we're getting a little bit uh, up there in our age, so – I mean, before we went out, I guess each one of us had little questions about how we're going to do. We did 31 shows, you know, so and travel in between that hotels, the whole nine yards. And we end up picking up steam as we went. I felt great when I got home. It was it, we all like surpassed our expectations and we didn't go the other way. So that was cool. I mean, listen, maybe next year we do it again. We'll see. Yeah, I checked out a lot of the you know video samples that were out there, and you guys sounded great. You actually Thank did you. a show at Keswick last October. I was right. there for that, so I was 41 years in, right. and yeah. the band sounded better than ever. Are the guys having as much fun as it looks? More. It looks like we're having fun. We're really everybody's really excited about what we're doing. Uh, I think this next succession of shows that we do at the Keswick are going to be really, really special. We got some real surprises, and uh, I'm real, I'm real excited about doing that. Uh, it's great to be coming home to do some shows. You know, we got a couple coming up in the next few weeks, so we're 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 pretty juiced about the whole thing. Uh, you know, I mean, look, the, the technology and music now. There's this whole advent of vinyl, and we 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 haven't put out any vinyl in a while, so we're kind of looking towards maybe some of these shows that we have to put out some recordings. So we're really looking at all that kind of stuff you know there was a lot of cool things that happened on this tour and uh uh we're just kind of you know trying to uh, uh archive everything and then you know put it out at some point i mentioned the anniversary it all began in 1980 as i said when eric and rob asked you to join the band uh songs like all you zombie and fighting all, all you zombies and fighting on the same side were early hits and then mm -hmm. in the mid 80s there were several more hits like you know day by day and we dance satellite etc you opened up Live Aid in Philly in 85 in the middle of all that. Was it tough dealing with success at a young age? Well, you know, it's just like, um, look, you know, you get those things happening to you. you. You can't really plan them out. You know, they happen. You make some money. Listen, we got signed to record deals. We had, it was a ride, more or less. You know, we're on a roller coaster. I, you know, I just feel very fortunate to have a 42-year career with those guys playing. Uh, it, it, you know, it, like anything else, you have to have adjustments. You know, yeah, I guess I answered that yes and no, yeah. but, you know, uh, we're all survivors and we, we got through and through supporting one another and helping one another get through things. So, um, 
but we're just having a blast. Listen, Chet, it's like a team. It's like being on, like I, I watch, like I'm a big sports fan, as you mm -hmm. mentioned, Phillies, Eagles, uh, Sixers, Flyers, you know, four for four. I, you see these teams, how they operate. Successful teams, man, are a team. You know, you have great leadership. You have to come in. You have to have guys that really pull for one another. When you do a long tour like this, you got to help one another get through it. And, uh, and, and there's a lot of joy afterwards doing that kind of thing. A lot of joy. So uh, I have fun with it as much as I do. You know, the six guys I have with the Hooters, when I do in the pocket, there's 20 of us. Same thing, man. We pull together. We make it work. I just remembered this morning that I have this uh, Nervous Night album <laughs> signed by, there yeah, it yeah, is, Harry. Yeah, yeah. uh, I signed it. <laughs> I'll have to sign it for you. And yeah, you and uh, Rob, next time I see you guys, have to sign that for Indeed. me. Indeed. Let's see. It was a dozen or so years ago, you mentioned In the Pocket, you started the Songs in the Pocket project, largely celebrating Philly music. And I saw you guys back in June. Let's see if I can find a picture. Yeah. There yeah. Was, back in wow. June. It was a great night, man. You guys are awesome. Bush singing right there, of course. Uh, you mentioned there's you got 20 plus guys, you know, revolving in and out of there. Yeah, that's got to be a blast putting all that together and playing with all those great musicians. Yeah. You know, it was really nice to have a few new additions to the to the picture there. You see John Fay there and Tommy Williams who joined us, who plays in the Hooters. Uh, you know, that was a great night, and <laughs> it was so hot that night yeah. that at the end of the evening, I wished everybody a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a little heat stroke thing and my wife came to me because you okay it's like you wished everybody a Merry Christmas you know so go figure yeah it, it that's another one of those you know you get to step on stage with Richard Bush Tommy Conwell a new guy like John Fay who's had an amazing career yeah, all fields and all the things Ike he was great you know and you got guys like you know uh uh, uh, Wally Smith and 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 just other cats, Charlie Ingwe, Winkle, you know, it, it, Ben Arnold. Uh, it's always it was great. It's a great night for me all the time. I love hanging with those cats, playing with them. They're terrific. Well, you got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, you told me off the air that Smash Palace has a show coming up in September in the yeah. pocket uh, back at the Ardmore Music Hall, October first. And let's see, we got a Hooters mini. Yeah, little, little local Quaker thing. And Kate May coming up real soon. And then yeah. you mentioned you go back to Norway for a festival. But then the tradition, the, the fall shows at the Keswick. I will be there Saturday, November 5th. Yeah. And that, those will be sold out, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're close to being sold out now. So if you want to go, get your tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's always a gas, too. I should also mention, too, I'm doing a show in Phoenixville with my friend Greg Sober on September 9th. That'll be a fun show to do as well. A great band, Kenny Aronson and Wally Smith playing with me that night. And of course, Smash Pals the night after. So, yeah, I'm staying busy. I'm afraid to stop, you know, because when the wheels stop, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, don't ever, don't ever stop. Dave. Yeah, a couple of sports questions. Uh, yeah. As we speak, the Phillies are right there in the playoff hunt. They haven't been there since 2011. Bryce yeah. Harper should be back real, Ooh, real soon. Are yeah. you liking what you're seeing from uh, this team for the most part this year? Yeah, we followed them when we were over. Our, our Turk, our monitor guy, has the Phillies game on by his monitor console. Nice. So we keep an eye on what the Phillies were doing. You know, they're battling it out for that last wild card. You know, that one playoff position, right? The, the, yeah. I think they yeah, one the, of the wild cards, yeah. Padres are, are a little bit. There's a little couple other teams that yeah. are, like, you know, they're battling up for. But I like where we're at. I'm going to the game Wednesday, and I'm really excited about seeing them. Like, just they, they play great. You know, their they're def defense is always a little bit, a little bit lacking, but they're starting to pick it up as a team. Great hitting. And Har Harper coming back, you can't not like that. 
Well, you mentioned Wednesday. This interview will actually be airing as you're at the game, Wednesday the 24th. Excellent. And I'll be your there. friend and mine, Jackie Bam Bam, will be there. Also. <laughs> He's going to be dancing on the dugout with the Fanatic in the fifth inning. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? It is I... Mummer's Night. There will be a celebration of spring bands. So, you know, Jackie's a mummer. I'm going to give him a shout, man. I've got to let him know that I'll be there. Because Jackie's a wild man. He's great. Oh, he, he sure he's great. is. Hey, hey, listen, i gotta, I got to say something to you, too. The birds, man. I'm really excited about what I'm seeing with the Eagles. That first preseason, that series where they called that penalty back and they had to, and and and, yeah. and then he two touchdowns, man. He's looking good. You know, so Hurts, you're a Jalen Hurts guy. You like him. He took that vicious hit, uh, bounced back up from it. Uh, you know, he's got his critics, but yeah. a lot's going to be on his shoulders this year. You like Jalen? Yeah. I do. I like. I like it. There's an upside to him, and I think that he's got a desire to win. He's a gamer, so like I'm really pumped to, spe- to see what the Eagles are going to be about. Because not only him, but look at that team. I mean, the two guys they got from Alabama. Who? I mean, Georgia. watching the defense. I'm really excited about it. Very yeah. excited. Yeah, from Georgia, Alabama. Jordan Davis. Yeah. Oh yeah, George, I'm sorry, Georgia. I'm saying Georgia, Jordan Davis, and and uh, Nikimi, uh, uh, Nakobe Dean. Yeah, yeah those Southern well, that, states. Yeah, the oh, Alabama. I said that's their <laughs> that's their rival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. As we said, you got a busy, busy fall ahead of you. I, I'm so glad to see you. I'm so hey, glad. Me you too, man. Good to see love you too. Playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be seeing you at uh, at Keswick on Beautiful. November 5th. Well, I always make your presence known, man. Come say hello. We'll chat. I always love coming on you. I love talking sports, as you know that. And uh, and I, I love my Philly peeps. Well, this was fun as I knew it would be. Yeah. David Osikinen of the Hooters and In the Pocket and Smash Palace and you name it. He's around. Thanks, Dave. See you, man. Bye-bye, Chet. Hey, that's hey. good stuff, Chet. Uh, he is such a great guy. Really love Dave. Good yeah, guy. you know, you know, one thing musicians are so fun because they just like they they just have fun. <laughs> I'll tell you, he posted a bunch of videos from his uh European tour. A lot of them like close-ups of what I showed at the beginning there, him playing the drums. He's pounding on that drum kit for like two hours solid. And, you know, he's, he's not a young kid anymore, but clearly right. he's in good shape. Yep. Hey, uh, Chet, looks like we got uh, we got a technical difficulty, looks like. So uh, on the website, we'll find out why the link isn't coming up. Um, I checked it. It was there. We'll fix it. We'll figure it out. All right. Get get we'll your that. best man on it, Bill. Well, that's right. <laughs> as soon as he gets untied here, we'll we'll do that. All right. All right. Hey, let's good. give a shout out to all the shows at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week, Chet. As usual, wall to wall coverage, more and more shows coming. Football season uh has the network growing even more. You catch all the action on www.eopsports.com as well as the Edge of Philly Sports Network on YouTube. You can find this show on Philly Press Box Radio YouTube channel. And you better, chat. you better go and like it, follow it, because we need followers on that YouTube channel, Philly Press Box Radio. Look at that you lineup can... of shows, man. We got three, four shows every single day now. And uh, our little font is getting smaller and smaller. But we're there every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Make sure you find us every week and all these other great shows as well. That's right. And uh, we, we talk about Matty B doing these uh, Phillies postgame shows. Uh, warrior, check him out. I mean, he, he he doesn't miss hardly ever a night, if any. And uh, you know, if you if you're upset about what happened in the Phillies game, or you liked what happened, check it out. Matty B uh, and a guest, whoever it might be that night, is always there to talk Phillies every night after the game. So check that out. You know it. All right, Chet. Great guest tonight in David. You sickening? Who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? 
Next week, Bill, in addition to unveiling our new Philly Press Box Radio Hall of Fame club, we will have uh, a couple of guests. The first one not yet confirmed, so I'm not going to say who it is because it might not happen, but it will be someone to talk primarily about our Philadelphia Eagles. But as it is also the eve of another college football season, Bill, uh, you're going to like this one. We have joining us next week, the voice of Penn State Nittany Lions football, Steve Jones. First time in two or three years since we've talked to my old college buddy who does such a great job calling the games with Jack Ham. Steve Jones joining us next week. Uh, looking forward to that. You know it's my time of the year, Chet. My oh, time of the year. I, I will it. be there. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what Steve's got to say because uh, – there's a lot of naysayers about what's going on in Happy Valley this year. Let's see yeah, what Steve Yeah, not brings. ranked, so it's a key year for them. Yes, it is. Well, hey, Chad, Eagles camp's creating some good competition, especially at the quarterback, wide receiver, OL, DL positions. Some good players are going to get cut, Chet. Yeah, uh, I'm really interested to see what happens with the wide receivers. Do they keep five? Do they keep six? We know the top four, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Zach Pascal. But, you know, then who? Does Jalen Rager stick if they can't get something for him in a trade? What about holdovers, Greg Ward and John Hightower? Then there's the guy who has had a real good camp and made, made a couple of fantastic catches on Sunday. Yes, I did actually watch some of the preseason game talking about Deion Kane. Now, he's not a fresh out of college kid. He's 26 years old. He's been in and out of various teams' camps and on their practice squads since starting with the Colts in 2018 when he was a sixth-round pick by Indianapolis, whose offensive coordinator at the time happened to be that Nick Sirianni. I really hope Kane sticks because he really seems like he's got some potential. There's also speedster Devin Allen who, you know, great story, but I, I nice touchdown catch on Sunday. I just can't see him making the cut. There's just too many guys there. So that's the thing I'm going to be watching most intently the wide receiver competition, and whether Miles Sanders is ever going to get freaking healthy. Yeah, well, he might not actually be hurt, so he might just yeah. not want to practice in camp. You never know. <laughs> Don't be. forget Britton Kofi. Kofi also is in that wide receiver room, too, the hurdler that they drafted. Um you know, I, I don't know how this is going to play out either, but uh, they're going to try to sneak a couple of these guys on the practice squad, I'm sure. Uh, but, the, you know, here we are talking about having too many guys at that wide receiver position. We've been talking for years about how they stink. So it's a big turnaround for that wide receiver room right now for the Eagles. Yeah, it is. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Now, I know you don't like the the day-to-day -day reports on practice and uh uh, the the two team scrimmages like they're doing right now down. No, in I like those. Okay, well, from what we are hearing today from a couple of reporters on the scene, Miami dominated the Eagles today on both sides of the ball. They say Tua looked really good. Hertz was just so so today. So uh, they said they they really had a lot of trouble with Tyreek Hill. I mean, what team doesn't? But still, uh, they really got outplayed today. Apparently, down in Miami. Yeah, well, it's just a day. There you go. You know, I, I don't when they're playing other teams like that. I mean, that, that's when the real action's going on. It's uh, it's when you're counting completions and attempts uh, when you're going seven on seven against your own players, you know, and everybody's working on stuff. That to me, that's a waste of time. A tool was twenty four out of twenty seven today, by the way. So he was wow. uh, doing pretty well. Yeah. Well, well, the other thing, Chad, I want to kind of see is, uh, and this is a little down the road, I guess, but you know, you have. Jalen Hurts and Gardner Mishu are going to be one and two a quarterback. 
They really seem to like Reed Stinnett, uh, but then they also like Carson Strong. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of thought that Carson Strong was the uh, steal of the, the unrestricted free agents uh, after the draft, but we haven't seen a whole lot of him. I'm wondering no. how that's going to play out. They uh, seem to like Stinnett more. I mean, Strong just got in at the end. He was 0 for 1, I guess. So unless something yeah. changes and we see more of him against Miami, I, I don't think we're going to see Minshew or Hurts, of course, this week. And I think we're going to see a lot of the third and fourth guys to battle it out one final time. Uh, hey, speaking, of quarter, speaking of quarterbacks, but we want to make sure to mention this. We lost Len Dawson. Uh, we heard that on the news this morning. What a great quarterback he was, man. 87 years old. I remember him, you know, from my youth and our – teenage days such a great quarterback with the chiefs seeing him uh, with hank stram on the sidelines conversing all the time good old uh, number 16 len dawson rest in peace and he did hbo sports for like a hundred years after that i think yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, tv broadcast for years and years and years uh yeah great player great I player he's a hall sure. of famer for both being a player and a broadcaster he yep. was uh he was a legend yep absolutely for sure hey one other thing i want to throw out there on the uh, on the eagles chat how about that linebacker room? Uh, yeah. They, they were about nine strong, eight, nine strong back there. Again, more guys going to get cut. Um, they are going to be able to play somewhere, you know? Yeah. Right yeah. right now they're running Reddick, uh, Edwards, and uh, Kaiser White out there as their starters. That was what their depth, depth chart shows. Um, with Patrick Johnson, Davion Taylor, and Nicobe Dean in the second group. So, they're six, and there's still guys you haven't got to yet. Nice to be talking about the Eagles and linebacker strength. I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Hey, Bill, I want to take a minute to tell our viewers and listeners about Philly sports trips because, as you know, they've got trips coming up for all of the Eagles away games, all the road games. That includes the visit to FedEx Field for the Birds-Commanders game September 25th. By the way, FedEx Field named the other day the worst NFL stadium. So uh, there you go. There's some uh, – Reason to want to go there. A visit to Wrigley Field during the final week of the Phil's baseball season, plus an October Flyers hockey trip to Nashville, Music City, October 22nd through the 25th. That is the Eagles bye week. Get all the details about Philly sports trips on their website, phillysportstrips.com. Hey, Chet, speaking of trips, uh, nothing to do with Philly, but tomorrow uh, I will be going to the game here in Tampa. The Anaheim Angels are in town for this week, and there's a day game, getaway game tomorrow. We thought we were going to see Otani pitch, uh, but it looks like they've pushed him back. But we will get to see Otani play. We'll see Mike Trout play uh, here in Tampa. So always looking forward to that. I've, I've seen Otani play one time in Cleveland a couple of years ago. He hit two bombs. Uh -huh. um, so, but I was really looking forward to seeing him pitch, but it looks like they, they pushed him back. Nice to have Mike Trout back in the lineup again, so you'll see him. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Let's take another quick break. Thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. Check out their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room. That's right. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Parting shot for you tonight, Mr. 
Francesco? Well, a matter of fact, I do have a parting shot, Bill. As you know, I had another whirlwind weekend and included a drive to Hershey to see Ray Dinger's fantastic play, Tommy and Me. Yes, my fourth time seeing it over the six runs that it's had in the theaters uh, since 2016. The same script every time, the story of a 10-year-old Ray Diddy meeting his football hero, Tommy McDonald, at Eagles training camp in 1957, their relationship, and how Ray ultimately campaigned successfully for Tommy to get his much-deserved Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement. But I got to tell you, this year's presentation was kind of extra special. It was at the beautiful Hershey Theater and, you know, because of that location, it was really special. Ray talked about it in speaking with the audience after the performance. This building that we're in today really was the headquarters for the Eagles. When they were here in July and August, the players, this was their dormitory. This was where they had their dining hall. This was where they had their meeting rooms. Uh, and so this was kind of the hub of operations here. And the guys would walk from here to the old hockey arena, uh, and that's where they would dress, and then they would walk from the hockey arena to the high school stadium, and they didn't practice in the stadium, they practiced on a big field next to the stadium. If you were a kid, if you were a young fan, and you were here in Hershey, you were surrounded by these guys all the time, because they were either walking from point A to point B, or on a summer night, because there was no air conditioning, they would be sitting out on the front steps, sitting around the fountain, most of them smoking. My God, I think we can imagine pro football players sitting around smoking cigarettes. But I would, and they were just sitting there. And if you were a kid or you were an adult and you were a fan and you just wanted to walk up and say hi or get an autograph, it was just wonderful. And that's one of the stories that we kind of wanted to tell here. And we really could only tell it if we told it in Hershey. So uh, I hope you all enjoyed that part of the story. Yeah, we sure did, Ray. And by the way, sitting next to Ray in that video were two of Tommy McDonald's kids who said they come back every year to see the play because for them, it helps to keep Tommy's memory alive. Uh, I got to tell you, the actors who played the adult Tom and uh, Tommy and Ray, that would be Tom Teddy and Matt Pfeiffer, have been doing it every year since it started in 2016. But there's a new young Ray, a kid named Christian Giancatarino, and he was fantastic. And Bill, as I bring you back on the screen, uh, I just want to say, you know, I went onto my computer Sunday morning to send a message to Ray to telling to tell him how happy I was that I made the trip to Hershey to see it. And lo and behold, there's a message from Ray to me that he sent me at 1:30 in the morning thanking me for making the drive to Hershey to see it. That's the kind of guy Ray Dinger is. And believe it or not, I mentioned to Ray that I will absolutely come back and see it again next year in what will be the 25th anniversary of Tommy McDonald's enshrinement. And Ray said he hadn't even realized, he hadn't remembered that that would be year 25 since the enshrinement. So, I mean, he pretty much has to do it now again next year. And I'm sure he will. As you know, I posted on Facebook about seeing the play and several people indicated they had not seen it and really want to. So Tommy and me 2023, make it happen, Ray. Yeah, I, I'm sure glad I got to see it. The one time I did see it last year in Wilmington, uh, it was fantastic and uh, good for Ray. Yeah, 
you know, class act all the way. Good for Ray. Hey, Chet, one final comment I'm going to make before we wrap this thing up. If you yes. need a football fix before things get kicked off, this Friday night, ESPN, St. Joe Prep versus St. Thomas Aquinas down here in Florida on ESPN. St. Thomas Aquinas is a high school powerhouse. Um, St. Joe Prep, obviously, is pretty darn good, too. Don't miss it. It's going to be great TV for high school football. It's going to be like watching a college game because you're going to be watching all these kids next year in college. So uh, check it out. Nice. Wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. Let's thank tonight's special guest, David Usikinen. Our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Raz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chachesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, August 31st at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, on Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans, and let's go Phillies. Happy Bum, 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 bum,